Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. COVID is spiking around the globe. The stock market is crashing and election day is coming. And oh, yeah, Halloween is right around the corner. So how's your week going? This is the Chad and Cheese Podcast. I'm your co-host, Joel GDP Cheeseman. And I'm Chad Freddy Krueger Sowash. On this week's show, Eightfold more like a billion fold, am I right? Am I right? TikTok for jobs is finally here and clowns. Yes. Be very, very afraid. Jobvite, the leading end-to-end talent acquisition suite. Named a leader in ATS, recruitment marketing, CRM, and onboarding on G2. Kim B says Jobvite is a user-friendly, passionate enterprise team that takes care of you. Jolly good. Jeffrey R says... Candidates are constantly telling us we get it right compared to other orgs. Love that. Results driven by AI. Connections built by humans. Jobvite. Learn how you can evolve your TA function at jobvite.com. Poppycock! (laughs) Cheerio. (laughs) All right, kids, it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Oh, yeah. Round two of the scariest movie characters polls here we go leatherface from the chainsaw massacre Mm. texas chainsaw massacre versus freddie yeah night on elm street krueger and Mm. freddie wins in a runaway kids wow was this an actual poll that you had yeah i did a poll on linkedin (laughs) see freddie freddie was scary as shit in the first one but by the last one he's like break dancing and wrestling hulk hogan (laughs) so i don't know which freddie they were talking about I'd go Leatherface all day. Yeah. So that's what happens when you have like 27 sequels. I mean, it's like it just gets out of hand. It's like Jason and Friday the 13th. Yeah. When the cast of, uh, you know, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure shows up on your on your horror film, it's probably time to give up the game. You probably jumped the shark. Yes. Shout out to voting. Voting. God damn it. When it where's MTV's uh, rock the vote when you need it. Tuesday, I've already voted. You probably have, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure that you have. But if you haven't, man. Weeks ago. Everybody vote. That's how you get shit done. Uh, don't break windows. Don't beat up people. Go vote. Very important. Don't put that shit in the mail right now because the mail is running about 10 fucking days behind. Hand carry that shit and drop it off. Just don't put it in the mail now because it's not going to make it. Yeah. Shout out to... 
Parker Pell out of Memphis who loves the podcast and uses the Chad and Cheese to help him with his own podcast called The Internship Show. Parker, you might want to think twice about that, buddy. Hans Mengelshots. We've got the best what? fucking listener names. Hans Mengelshots. And you'd think it's be, it would be like out of Germany or Belgium or something. No, yeah. he's in Silicon Valley. He loves the podcast as well. Hans, Parker, get all your friends, peers, family, subscribe, listen, go to chatcheese.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Love it. By the way, while we're waxing nostalgic on the 90s, do you remember <laughs> Parker Lewis Can't Lose? Yeah, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> that starred some dude that went to Broad Ripple High School here in Indianapolis. Anyway, uh, tangent. Um, shout out to our buddies Tyler Weeks and Bill Fanning. Uh, oh, yeah. both, both have new gigs. Yep. Uh, Tyler's gone from Intel to hired hired. Uh, what is it? Hired score. Hired scored. Hired score. Yeah. Anyway, work on that brand. Bill Fanning, uh, where'd he end up? He is now at This Way Global with Angela Hood and the nice. AI for Jobs clan. <laughs> nice. Hell Love that. Yeah. Good luck, guys. Uh, keep listening to the show no matter where you're working. That's right. We have a listener question, Joel. This one's from oh, Matthew Woodcock. You know that dude. Is that his porn name? <laughs> Why do we get these names this week? <laughs> Should I use or not use LinkedIn to talk about topics like politics, social justice, and other things I'm passionate about outside of work? Uh, on LinkedIn? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, LinkedIn is basically Facebook in 2012 with stories. Uh, <laughs> and, and since they have stories, I'd say it's anything is fair game. Now, again, with stories, they disappear in 24 hours. So if you want to like test this theory and see how it goes over, like post a few stories, see how it goes, see how many you know views you get. Uh, yeah. And if there's no big backlash, like roll with it. I think we are way too pensive and we get this whole it's unprofessional to post things mm -hmm. in your own public space. That's my profile page. That's my stream. And as an employer who's built teams and managed teams over the years, I want somebody who's going to come to me who is real not fake and plastic and bullshit. So if you play this, that's unprofessional game. That to me just turns me off. I want to know who the real person is that I'm going to be working with day in, day out. And if you're just playing that cosmetic Barbie bullshit game, that's not the type of person that I want. So again, I think this is, it's a, it's, personal opinion and how you feel about sure. your space, but that is my space on LinkedIn. If you don't like it, don't follow me. Don't follow me. It's that fucking easy. By the way, uh, I, I posted a picture on our eightfold uh, shred that we did. And yeah. it's, it's a unicorn in a donut. <laughs> like the floaties uh, in awesome. the pool. Yeah. And someone li literally messaged me and said, um, is that a unicorn having sex with a donut? I'm not sure that's really appropriate for LinkedIn. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> I know I'm, I know I, I am who I am, but I'm not like posting unicorn sex with, with pastries <laughs> on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm like, dude, are, really get your mind out of the gutter. I know it's 2020, but shit. Unicorn fucking a donut. Nice. Yeah, there were sprinkles on the donut too, I believe. So come on, people, just pay attention. Multicolored, multicolored <laughs> sprinkles. All white sprinkles, I might. Anyway, uh, shout out to sponsor Recruitology and Job Score. Really? Uh, job Score and SMB uh, ATS, Dan Arkind, a uh, yep. friend of the show and fan yep. of the show. Uh, they, they partnered up to 
provide uh, programmatic advertising to JobScore's clients. So uh, shout out to them for doing some good stuff for the SMBs out there. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, shout out to Christy Weymouth from Indianapolis, right around the corner from you, you, man. Go. She loves the podcasts in the industry insights. And Christy, guess what? We love you and we love you even more when you share the podcast. Most definitely. Uh, have fun there at Javite. Hopefully one day we'll get to visit the headquarters and say hi. Um, <sighs> shout out to uh, iSim's new logo. Uh, I did my own <laughs> polling this week and uh, out of 76 votes, 53% prefer the new logo. So uh, Susan Vitale, <laughs> it wasn't a wrong answer. It was a right answer when That's you changed right. that logo. That's right. Uh, for some reason, last week we had a listener question and everybody's asking us questions. So here's another question from a listener who wanted to stay anonymous and you'll know why here in a second. Here's, here's from the listener. I've noticed right. some high level white dudes in talent acquisition with diversity and inclusion in their title. Okay, Joel. So I want you to answer this. Mm -hmm. oh, if you had, if you personally had as a white dude, uh, diversity and inclusion experience, would you accept a high level position or title in DNI? <laughs> this whole fad of like putting me on the spot with these questions is going to be done. Cause last <laughs> week you asked me about ghosting and I'm like, why is he fucking asking about ghosting? And I, I came up with some story about not finding a babysitter. So I can like, that's a landmine for me. Any DNI question for me is a super landmine. I mean, I'm, I'm going to lean yes on this one. I think it's okay. So, so you would, you would take the position. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't <laughs> see this is an opinion. This is, there's no uh, right or wrong answer. Except mine is right. Oh, there's the right. Yeah, I don't think I personally, those positions are focused on being able to to drive equity and seeing a white dude in that position, I really think sends like the, the, the wrong message, not just to the organization, but everybody outside of the organization. So personally, if somebody offered me a position that had DNI in it at all, I would say no. All right, let's let's sort of rule that in the future. If it's not a question about like you know QR codes, don't ask me. <laughs> just just save it, man. Oh, they're just coming. They're coming. More questions for Cheeseman people. Yeah, yeah, and we should do more questions. Anyway, uh, shout out to Jeremy Roberts, uh, looking really good in that Superfly Chad and Cheese T-shirt that he posted. You're going to see more of these around the internet as we send those out. And kids, if you want a free t-shirt, you got to play the game. You got to go to chadcheese.com backslash free. That's chadcheese.com backslash free. If you want to look like one of the cool kids. Now, yeah, Jeremy doesn't get a shout out on this one. He like blocked <laughs> out his face. I mean, there's the t-shirt that's there. Yeah. If you want to do, that. if you want to do a selfie with the Chad and cheese t-shirt, you can learn <laughs> from Jeremy and not doing what he did. Did he explain why he he blocked out his face? He he didn't. I, I don't know. He's afraid of somebody like sharing it or something. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. It looked like he was getting busted or something in some uh, drug <laughs> under undercover drug ring or something. Jeez. Oh God. Tell me about beer drop. Beer drop is the bomb, dude. So if you uh, if you need if you need some beer and God damn it, it's 2020 and what's going on? Everybody needs a drink. Chad and Cheese are making it a little easier. We're giving out free beer sponsored by our buddies at Adzuna. And I can announce October's winner. Yes. 
if you'd like. Yes. Uh, it's Jennifer Shanahan. Yay! So, Jennifer, if you haven't got it already by the time you listen to this, uh, a good assortment of IPAs, because that's what she chose, is coming your way. Nice. Uh, we're going to do a little Zoom tasting with her uh, probably next week or the week after, whenever her schedule uh, is free to do that. We're going to talk with, with her have some beer and uh, and have a laugh. But yes, if you want to be like Jennifer, enjoying some free beer, go to beerdrop.net. That's beerdrop.net. And dude, there's like 20 beers that are going to be sent to her. I mean, that yeah. is legit. And, and they're all, I mean, an assortment yeah. of different IPAs. I When you sent me the list, I, I, I had to give you major kudos. You did a great job, Cheeseman. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, we don't play on this show. We're not we're not sending like a six of Corona. We're sending like the real craft local bomb shit to people. <laughs> so get there, chatcheese.com slash free. Not to mention you could prospectively win a t-shirt and a bunch of yeah. other shit that we could be giving out throughout the rest of this year and next year. Yeah, we might send you some job at X shit. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> If you don't have Chad and Cheese in your pocket, you're missing oh. some of the big news flashes in our industry. You don't have to wait till Friday. Just text CC, that's the letter C and C, to 833-799-0321. And as I understand it, we're even in the UK now. We're, we're testing. We're testing in the UK. So, uh, Gordo, hopefully we're going to be in Scotland there soon um, and soon get our updates. And T-shirts and Chad and Cheese in your pocket, powered by Emissary.ai. Hell yeah. By the way, a little tease, we're going to really make the holidays special this year. So make sure you listen to the show. We got a special thing coming. That's all I'm going to say right now. Oh, dude. you! Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it right now. Topics! Topics. All right. So if you have subscribed to Chad and Cheese in your pocket, you would have already known this because we sent it pretty much as soon as it happened. So Eightfold got some cash. Tell us about got that. Cheese some major bucks. So these guys are only four years old, uh, which is pretty incredible. Uh, San Francisco Bay area based uh, recruiting firm. They are they are looking to be the platform for everything uh, we hear. We, we joke about the from high to hiring, that's sort of like they want to be everything. Um, they raised $125 million in Series D, a uh, grand total of $180 million. They have a valuation now of $1 billion, which makes them officially a unicorn so bloated. in the startup world. We don't, we don't get a lot of those in, uh, in recruitment, but, uh, but these guys have come, have come on. 110 countries they're in, 17 industries, they're 13 languages. One of the things that I, I saw that I thought was really interesting in terms of quotes was the CEO said, um, you know, the Eightfold, the Eightfold team has spent the last four years developing a single platform servicing all talent lifecycle needs, bypassing single point solutions entirely this is the future of our industry. And to me, the whole like no single point solutions is pretty interesting. They want to be everything to everybody. Can they pull it off? I don't know. I'm a little skeptical, uh, but we're going to have to see. I also think that with evaluation like this, um, an IPO is in their future. And one of the investors alluded that that was probably uh, very likely. So I think this will be a really interesting company to watch. Um, over the next couple of years, and a lot of uh, investors 
think the same. They're they're really tackling the enterprise. Um, they've talked about business uh, going through the roof since since the pandemic has hit. Um, so a lot of things going right for these guys, hitting things at the right time. Um, the trends of automation, sort of virtual productivity and employee engagement that we've seen since the pandemic. Um, these guys are in that in that wheelhouse. And uh, we'll see. A lot of people are battling for this one platform to rule all. Um, you've been down on it in the past. I, I assume you still are uh, critical of it. Uh, we'll just have to see. But it's pretty clear that money is going into that corner. And we'll see who who comes out on top, if anybody. Yeah, I spoke to about 20 different people uh, about this. You know 20 people? Damn. The response from a few of them, and I kid you not, it was the exact same response. This is whack. <laughs> As in the company's whack or the investment's whack? Or so let me, let me get into it. Anyone right, who's ever it. listened to this podcast knows that I am a big fan of matching tech. It's, yep. the hard, it's the hardest working tech in the industry and could easily facilitate faster, better candidate placements, hires, and it's a great market validation for anyone in the space, but... I am not a big fan of this move. You can take, there is a thing where you take too much money Mm -hmm. and they, what do they need $180 million in funding to do? I mean, what are they going to do with it? Are they going to develop something that's going to compete with the ATS market? I mean, because ATSs are already integrating with this type of tech in their platform. ISIMs, acquired Andrea Wade and 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 uh, her opening.io Angela yep. Hood and AI for Jobs is is deeply integrated into Salesforce our our buddy Robert Ruff sponsor Sovereign uh mm-hmm. pretty much owns the vendor space and then hired hired scored I, I had to put them in there because now they have Tyler Weeks and Athena Carp so exactly what's going to be different and what's so damned revolutionary well, so these guys are are super ambitious. Um, another quote from the founder was, our mission is to leverage our expertise in AI to provide the right career for everyone in the world. So that's the come ambition on. that they have. <laughs> so come on. Uh, in terms of scale and, and, and achieving that dream, it might take $180 million. So taking this much money knocks them off just about all acquisition target lists, right? Yeah, like maybe 10 companies would do it. And their names, their name Microsoft and Google. And I have two scenarios. Number one, they can use this, these dollars for acquisitions to fill gaps, okay? Because to, to think that they don't have gaps is nothing but naive. Uh, number two, they can run hard with integration combined with uh, killer sales and marketing team to drive revenue quickly in the hopes that a money pit like SAP acquires them. I think a, a company like that could prospectively be a target, but most of the other targets just fell away. Yeah, this is this is not a core system. They've just shown their hand to other core platforms. And if a core platform doesn't currently have matching tech to be able to match what they're trying to do, I'm going to say I predict that that will happen. You also have to remember when you are a jack of all, you are a master of none. If they could have if they could have focused, not taken so much money. They could have focused and the market was already already validated in the matching space as it was and just ran hard after that. I think there there could have been something there. But going on this trajectory, I I, I think personally, I think they're fucked. So all right. So Chad is weighed in. That's a big, a big boo. Let's 
let's play a quick game of who'd you rather. Um, so we, we talked about handshake, I think last week getting, uh, was it 80 million yeah. around? Yeah. And these guys just got 125. Would you rather put, you know, would you rather have the money in handshake at that, at that kind of valuation or, or eightfold handshake? Okay. When you take a look at handshake or somebody who is more focused in a niche, they know, I'm sorry, but $180 million is not enough to make you a leader in this industry. Fair enough. Fair enough. Time will tell. Uh, I'm going to get on record as saying I'd rather be in eightfolds corner as opposed to handshake. And in five years, we'll do a show and see <laughs> see who's right and who's wrong. I hope they both kick ass, take names, and we and we can actually take a look at some, some business cases around this because... Everybody that I've talked, I mean, everybody that I talked to, they were all like, that's way too much money, too much money, too fast. Well, someone I think we can agree uh, is a wrong bet is going to be Monster, uh, who was in the news this week. They've partnered with JobSync, or should say Deathmatch winner JobSync. Uh, They're integrating with Monster to streamline the apply process. Uh, You know, I think it's... This is similar to monster outsourcing video to video my job. It's it's a situation of we'd rather outsource it, use someone else's tech than try to buy it or try to uh, either buy it or build it ourselves. And I think that in in hindsight, when we look at the story with CareerBuilder um, and the outages that they had, and a lot of that was like, okay, let's call back all the engineers that we fired. Um, to me, this is a real nice juxtaposition with Eightfold and saying monsters should be doing these big things and they should have been doing it t- 10, 15 years ago and they didn't. And we're seeing these companies die in front of us and leveraging other people's technology when they should be doing it themselves. I think it's a great win for JobSync. Uh, monster still gets nice traffic. It's a nice logo to put on their website. Um, but long term, I think this is indicative of of sort of like the sickness that's that's had uh, that's had monster for years and not being able to take the initiative and build this stuff themselves. Um, eightfold, at least in contrast to that, is building this stuff themselves, has the core competency. Um, so I thought this was a nice story to sort of build, you know, tale of two cities, who's up, who's down uh, monster, definitely down in my eyes. Yeah. Well, I think, see, Monster had matching with Trovix way, you know, years ago. And that was the best matching that was on the market back then, period. They they bought Mm -hmm. it. It was theirs. The problem was, once again, Monster wanted to be everything to everybody. They were a jack of all trades. That's what they started to be. And they became master of the shit pile. Right. So. Again, I mean, I, I think you're 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 making my point for me. Whether it's mm-hmm. happening now or it happened then, there is so much history to be able to understand that if you can do something and be the expert in it in in this type of a segment and just kill it, as opposed to try to do everything, your opportunity, indeed, your opportunity to actually win the mountain mm-hmm. uh, is is much greater. So that's why I think you know that was monsters folly, and it. Hopefully not, but I th- I think it's going to be eightfold's folly as well. I think part of Monster's folly was hubris in thinking that they were the shit. Did you read the press release? Mo- jobs for everybody. I mean, give me. A, I mean, there there's <laughs> there's the same shit that's happening, dude. Well, there's 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 a high level of ambition and there's hubris and there's those are two different tales of maybe the same coin. I don't know two sides of the same coin, <laughs> but 
you know, and 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 by the way, I mean, Monster, I think it's a, at its height was a ten billion dollar valuation. You would mm-hmm. probably know better than I would. Um, the the height of the dot com yeah. craziness. Uh, so it's kind of funny that we're talking about a billion dollar company as being crazy. Uh, anyway, uh, that's the industry that we're in. So anyway, by the way, valuation of of Eightfold is more than the selling price of Career Builder and Monster together. So there you have that. Well, anyway, exactly. uh, talking about uh, money. Yeah, we're talking about money. So uh, George LaRock doing work, uh, his his partnership <laughs> with Unleash. They've released funding figures for Q3, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a big number. Total for everything that's gone out is $1.648 billion. That's for Q3 uh, 2020, uh, resulting in a 15-quarter average of $862.3 million. Uh, this quarter's investment was spread across 67 deals. Uh, this made Q3 2020 the second largest quarter for HR Tech VC investment since LaRock began tracking it in 2017. The, the main themes of a lot of the companies that got money were collaboration and communication, learning, wellness, uh, core HR shit, uh, and safety. Um, a few a few companies worth noting that we talk about on the show in terms of talent traction were Jim, uh, the Mom Project. By the way, if you haven't listened to our interview with them, go back and look at that in the archives. And our buddies at Jobcase, we've done a few interviews with them. Uh, so that was sort of my take. The money is flowing, uh, and pandemic be damned, the money's flowing. Yeah, I mean, funding was slowed by COVID. So, I mean, there's there was this buildup. The, the market was looking and, and trying to see what was going yep. to happen. And then that buildup just turned into a huge shot of the wad in Q3. <laughs> a lot of pent up. A lot of pent up. Yeah. So, you know, 67 deals, 41 of them happening in the US. The number two was UK with uh, seven deals. Um, But George did say what's missing from this report, job boards. In a new COVID world, you know, we got to ask ourselves, are we going to finally move away from duration-based job posting platforms and toward more targeted performance-driven programmatic? Are we going to really start looking at as eightfold gets a shit ton of cash looking at using that on the candidates that we already have yep the necessary evil of posting jobs on job boards goes down dramatically because you're going to start leveraging the candidates that you've bought over the past who knows two three ten who knows how many years yeah so i I think covid's really changed Many different ways that we look at this process and this industry, whether it is matching versus posting or automation versus people for scale. Yeah. Yeah. And it, which is a real contrast to many of his prior uh, reports, which talks a lot about money still going into job boards. Yeah. Job boards aren't dead. Um, and there, there certainly were two on this list. Job case, which was sort of a little bit of a, it wasn't like a, an original deal. It was a little bit of engineering, I think. Um, yeah. You can go back and listen to that podcast. Uh, the Mom Project certainly was a play on job boards, but it was also a play on diversity um, and a few other things. So even the job boards that are getting funded, they have to have something extra. They can't just be, you know, ToledoJobs.com and get some money. <laughs> Got to be a little more than that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to go deeper into the numbers, just go to unleashgroup.io and a uh, great job. Once again, George, you're already always putting out the money shot, man. 
Yep. And he's already building that database because you got to register for the site <laughs> to actually read this shit. Very nice. Well, you know who you don't have to register for? What? Job at X. Let's take a quick break. Are you prepared to engage the wave of returning job seekers? Whether you're struggling to fill high-volume hourly roles or looking for long-term full-time talent, your recruiting toolkit needs to be lean and mean as you adjust with fewer resources, tighter budgets, and rapid hiring needs in a saturated and competitive market. Posting jobs shouldn't be a lengthy, risky, or fruitless process. You can count on Job AdX to be your force maximizer. Automate the details of your programmatic job ad distribution, candidate targeting, and budget management so you can focus your energy on the big picture and human aspects of recruiting top talent. Reach relevant candidates effortlessly across 200 sites in the U.S. and Canada. Simply upload a feed of your jobs and set your budget in less than five minutes. We do the rest. Getting an influx of applicants already that just aren't the right fit? JobAdX presents your jobs to targeted candidates based on their job preferences to get granular. Now your advertising spend can go towards more relevant candidates, not just more applicants. What's more, your JobAdX programmatic campaigns now reach the government job bank systems in over 30 states, giving you centralized access to the majority of active job seekers eager to get off of unemployment and get back to work. Send us a note today with your unique challenge to see how we can help you in the new state of recruiting. Make the next step forward and start your results-focused campaign now at JobAdX.com. That's J-O-B-A-D-X.com. <laughs> Everybody's so sure. No, everyone. <laughs> so, Chad, I posted on LinkedIn a while back, uh, basically, like, who's dumb enough to build TikTok for jobs? <laughs> and a few weeks later, someone messaged me and said, these guys are dumb enough to do it. So, uh, so yeah, they're they're on iPhone. I don't know if you've checked to see if they're on Android or not. Um, no. But it's Heroes Jobs, which is a great name. Heroes Jobs. So it's awful. If you remember, if you remember, like the the Tinder for Jobs folks or the Instagram for Jobs, where like you would you would swipe left and right and all you would get is basically a just a job description you would get words you wouldn't get anything cool and interactive <laughs> from companies which yes. by the way you never will um and then like oh that's a job i'd like swipe right oh that's not a job i want so swipe left a uh, jobber was a, an acquisition by monster uh that i that i recall so this is similar uh they give you jobs based on where you are uh they're not relevant at all i mean i got jobs for you know, server and shit that I am not qualified for, whatever, whatever do. So that was really a waste of my time. And then it was just job descriptions. And if I wanted to apply, I had to create a cute little video uh, with filters and everything else to apply to a job. Uh, they talk about being able to chat with companies, which I really doubt that because these people aren't actually customers. They're just pulling jobs from somewhere else. So uh, this is a piece of shit. I haven't said hot garbage in a long time, but this thing is hot <laughs> garbage. It's humorous because they have a ton of positive reviews on Apple, which is bullshit. Like there's no way that many people use this piece of junk. And even if they do use it, they're not happy with it. So heroes jobs. If you want to waste about 10, 15 minutes of your time that you'll never get back, 
go check it out on your iPhone. Yeah. The last thing that we need in the hiring process right now is more video applications for goodness sakes. I mean, it's, we just talked about mark or um, matching and then also screening to be able to make sure that you get the right people faster. This is laden with bias. I mean, this is just, this is dumb. I did just check Android. It is on Android with like over 10,000 downloads. Yeah, right. But, but yeah, it's just, it's, it, it, to me, again, this is somebody who does not know how this industry works. And they're like, oh, there's no TikTok talk for jobs. Yeah, there's a reason for that, dumbass. Yeah, yeah. Are we sure this isn't the Cootby guys that uh, that launched this thing? Because it's it's really bad. Uh, all right, I'm done wasting time on Heroes Jobs. Uh, let's talk about a real company that we may or may not agree is a good idea. Everyone Social. Hmm. Uh, they actually got some money, seven point six million in a Series A. Uh, Everyone Social is basically corporate social media. Uh, so imagine Facebook. At your company, um, we 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 ha- we have Yammer, which was basically Twitter. At your company, we kind of know what happened to them. Uh, but what are your thoughts on a social media solution for your company? Well, from my understanding, I mean it it, it is, and this is what the the description is. Everyone social is an employee advocacy platform used by organizations to best engage employees and empower marketing, sales, recruiting and communications through social media. So this is like a social media aggregator and a platform so that you can use it through your company kind of like uh, aggregator, right? Which is, which is employee social. The big question is, do you want your employer in your social media business? Because that's what it is. They're going to they're going to suggest that you use these tweets uh, that marketing yeah. has created for you, or these <laughs> Facebook posts, or, or what have you. No, uh-huh. I, I don't. I don't want to see any of this. And and this to me is a solution to a problem that doesn't exist. Yeah. Can employers mandate that their employees use these platforms? I don't fucking think so. So I think to easily round this out, these are two ideas that are hot garbage. <laughs> when I read this story, I looked back to eons. It reminded me of eons. So for listeners that don't know, uh, Jeff Taylor, Monster founder, uh, leaves Monster and he creates a social network for old people called eons. I know you remember it. Oh, yeah. If you go YouTube, the old commercial, it's great. Like, see if you can find it on 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 YouTube. But the thing with eons was old people don't want to know that they're old, right? <laughs> they don't want to be on some geriatric blue-haired social media site when all the cool kids are over here on on. Well, at the time, it was probably MySpace, but but Facebook as well. Like, this feels very similar. Like, why do I want to be a dork on my corporate social media site? So anyway, I just think. People will use this because they have to because their boss says, hey, you're not socializing. And I can totally see like the marketing manager roaming the hall saying, hey, have you guys posted anything on on uh, everyone's social today? Or have you guys shared that story on on everyone's social and people being really pissed off at the marketing manager for bugging them to do something on this site? To me, it's a waste of time. I don't see a whole ton of value. How the hell they got seven point six million is beyond me. But hey, hot garbage for both these guys. I dig it. It's Halloween. 
Fuck them. Yeah, Jeff Taylor with Eons created this community of 50-plusers who could write obituaries about their friends. Well, that was the only thing that worked. All he really needed to do was create a a dating network for 50-plus people that was very specific because, again, all people want to do, no matter what their age is, uh, is, is, is get laid on the internet. <laughs> You're right. And one of the earliest, one of the earliest, like good businesses on the internet and still continues to be is dating. Yes. Like yes. It, it will and forever continue to be a good business model. But yes, eons has basically become obituaries. I don't think it's still around. Is it? I do not Eons. believe so. Com, yeah. Who knows? They got a but, bunch of money. And but, shit. but there, there are 44% of the population who can't even fucking get there in the first place. Yeah. So it's not, so a little correction. It's not 44% of everybody. It's 44% of households with income under 30 grand. Yeah, good point. Uh, don't have high speed internet. So it's not quite as big a number um, as you related. This is a Pew report uh, from data from last year. I got some, I, I posted this on social media and there was a good amount of, of uh, you know, pushback from people like who gives a shit, you know, internet is for fun and internet is checking email and shit. What? And it, it's unfortunate that people still think of the internet as that. Um, to me, to me, I think we're going to be on the same page here. Yeah. Internet high speed, particularly for, for kids that are in school, particularly yes. now when they're being homeschooled and yes. let's face it, we're going to lose a generation of, of kids that can't keep up, that aren't learning right now um, and are being left behind. But the real question is, should should Internet and, and broadband be considered a utility similarly to how, you know, we all use the same roads. We all have electricity grids that we can all use. I certainly think that we're getting to a point where broadband is is as important as the roads and, and heating and water and running water. Um, and I think that it could even be considered uh, almost like Section 8 housing, right, where poor families could apply for it. Uh, government would subsidize whatever service that they were using up to a certain amount of money. You know, if the family, if there's a, if the felonies, if a felony was committed, you could sort of have that as a, a thing like, hey, you're going to lose, you're potentially going to lose your high speed internet um, for criminal activity. But to me, like, it's it's just that important. And, and to think that, you know, what if we empower the next, you know, cancer cure? Or what if we empower the next great scientist that takes us to, you know, planets unknown? Um, and it's worth it to me to pay, to make that investment in young people um, and families to give to give poor people broadband to sort of um, enable them to do that. I don't like the idea of leaving behind so many kids that just don't have you know the wherewithal, and it's not their fault necessarily that they right. don't. Yeah, and and we as a as a society should help them to to stay uh, to stay up as much as possible with kids that do have the wherewithal. Who created the internet? The government. Yeah. So why in the hell are companies taking something my tax dollars fucking paid for and charging me an arm and a leg for broadband? I mean, while not affording it to every single American at an affordable price. Now, let's jump further into this this rabbit hole for a minute. COVID 
is exposing the U.S.'s weaknesses. These are ones that we've known for for decades, but they're 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 becoming even worse. Instead of investing in people and paying them a better wage, which is one of the reasons why. 44% of this cohort couldn't actually afford internet because we're not fucking paying them enough. We, we're not paying them enough and we're not using the money to build infrastructure like broadband to rural communities. We sent the money to the top waiting for it to trickle down to the tune of $2.5 trillion per year. We are having these problems today. People can't afford, they've got, they have to choose between food and rent versus being able to allow their kids to actually go to school online because we're not paying them enough. And because the wage chasm is now part of our lives here in the US. What was, was it you that shared the story of the, the school kid that would walk to his school and sit outside of it to get the internet connection? Because they, the school was closed, but the internet was yeah. still available, yep. and he would uh -huh. walk and basically sit outside the school to access internet. And by the way, the libraries are closed too, so the argument of like, well, they can just go to the library is a little bit shallow, in my opinion. The but, yeah. problem is, the problem is that the middle class is looking at at uh, working class and saying, why can't you do better? There's dissension within those two ranks. As opposed to looking up to the top where all the fucking money's going, yeah. that's where we have a problem. We don't have a, it's not the, the fault of these kids that they can't get fucking broadband. And mm -hmm. it's not the fault of these, these individuals who are only making $30,000 a year when the fucking minimum wage is only seven twenty-five. dollars Yeah. Or maybe, maybe, maybe $15. We're trying to get it up to $15. That's only $30,000 a year before taxes, people. Yeah. We don't pay our people enough. We need to take care of them and build infrastructure instead of making sure motherfucker has a new yacht. You know, you brought up, you brought up a good point as well in terms of the, the rural angle. And I think that, that people default to sort of inner city kids when there's a lot of evidence that says rural kids are really suffering um, right now in terms of being ac being able to access technologies like this. And un unfortunately, it won't happen. Like we can't even agree on, on healthcare for kids that can't afford it. Like we're definitely not coming to any conclusions on broadband internet for children. So we can argue this till the cows come home, but it's probably not going to happen. Ah, can we end on a light note after this ad for goodness sakes? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Is it too early to start drinking? Probably, probably <laughs> no. not. Hold on. Sovereign Parser is the most accurate resume and job order intake technology in the industry. The more accurate your data, the better decisions you can make. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. Ellie Doty and BK Marketing is on fire. Crushing it crushing it here so in the spirit of bloody mary get it spirit <laughs> if you say canceled clown three times in front of a mirror in certain burger king restaurants in scandinavia the lights <laughs> will dim and a vision of a scary ass ronald mcdonald will appear <laughs> the nightmarish stunt is part of a fast food chain's Halloween campaign in Sweden and Denmark made yep. possible by new voice recognition software. And I was just thinking about this dude. 
Was the Ronald McDonald face one of the new 10 guy upgrades they announced? (laughs) Well, if being interviewed by a robotic Ronald McDonald isn't scary as shit, I don't know what is. Did you see the video of the the kids that went in? Yes. Running out of the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) It's fucking great, man. Yes. Crushing it. Unbelievable. And then a, a few other stunts. In in July, Burger King Finland offered customers free delivery if they ordered their food to McDonald's. And it placed ads for this outside of McDonald's restaurants. Then last month, Burger King Finland unveiled posters featuring Ronald McDonald and the Burger King mm-hmm. kissing as a part of Helsinki pride. We talked about this on the show and recently Burger King in Luxembourg. I love this and Belgium. Yeah. Ask the Michelin guide to review its restaurants after <laughs> suggesting that its new burger was worthy of a coveted Michelin star. These are all just <laughs> fucking marketing gold. For sure. By the way, are you are you doing Halloween this year? Are you going to dress up? We'll dress up, but we're going to yeah. put candy on the porch, like in a bowl, and just kind of like let self serve. So, what's your costume? What are you going with this year? I've got uh, I've got a uh, skeleton with a with a top hat and a cane. Okay, is this like the bodysuit with the yeah. with the bones? Is it glow in the dark? Yes, it is. That's nice. So I'm debating whether I'm doing the prisoner, like the 1930s with the ball and chain prison th- prison outfit, yeah, or the beekeeper, which Christine, my wife, has a bee outfit, <laughs> and Peepers, our dog, has a bee outfit. So it might be like those two bees with me. With like the net, the netting mask and all that good stuff. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find some time to have a few drinks, have a good time, watch our three year old go nuts with candy, and and run around the neighborhood and try to forget twenty twenty for a few hours. Ah, and that being said, you said something about a beer. I did. Are you thirsty too? I am. We out. We out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho... Be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.